Hey, what is going on, my friends? This is Dave Sharp. Welcome, 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 welcome. Wake up legendary here again, back again, like we do every single day, at least five days a week. Um, this morning, my friends, my friends, we've got a great guest, another guest, another um, gentleman, 41. Oh, I'm giving his age away. It's okay. Hopefully he's not too mad at me. Denver, losing Denver, originally from Jersey, just like my wife from Morristown. Let's find out where this guy was originally born. With that being said, let's bring in Brian Higgins. What's up, my brother? Good morning. Pleasure to be here. Hey, man. Pleasure to have you. So where are you from in Jersey originally? Morristown, actually. Uh, no. over, by, over by the check cashing place in Morristown. No. <laughs> and uh, when I moved out to Denver, I had a, a condo in Morristown. It was the last place I lived. Um, but uh, Small world, man. Small world. Yeah, my wife was born there. She was raised there. She moved here, um, went to West Virginia College, Mountaineer, home of the Mountaineers. Yeah, yeah. And then her parents moved down here to Florida from Jersey, uh, and she followed them down here. Um, and and then she met yours truly. <laughs> the rest <laughs> is history. Yeah, Congra yeah. Congratulations on the baby. You getting any sleep or what? I am. She's not. Yeah. That yeah. Was, that's how it was in my house. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting a lot of, I'm getting more sleep than she is. Not a okay. lot of sleep. I'm just going to bed early, man. I mean, that's yeah. my secret to success is I go to bed at, you know, nine o'clock. I get up with the four-year-old throughout the night whenever she wants to get up. But, yeah. um, you know, my wife's getting up with the baby and doing what she's got to do, man. You know, doing yeah. what she's got to do, doing the, doing the deal, man. So, uh, thank you for the congrats. So you're a dad also? I am, yeah. I have a three-year-old and a, a one-year-old. So. Oh, you're right in the thick of things just like me. Yes, sir. I Damn. have familiar with this process. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so um, let's talk about uh, I work full-time and I love what I do. So what do you do full-time besides online marketing? I'm a channel sales manager um, in technology. Um I've been in uh, B2B sales my my whole life. And, um, you know, I started doing a side hustle, uh, both online and real estate over 10 years ago at this point. Um, you know, I, I'm a big proponent of uh, Jay Abraham and, you know, having multiple pillars of, uh, of income. Um, I love what I do. You know, I, I hustle. I, I do what I need to do to get up early as well before uh before my work day starts and uh put in some hours and and uh do what needs to be done to succeed yeah well that's that's the only way to get it done especially if you've got two small children in the house and you've got another career um so i want to just i want to just um I, I want to right off the bat for any of you who are brand new and think that this is like an MLM to where we just like, you know, bash people with other careers and jobs like that's grow up. That's amateur hour. Um, there's a lot of people here who have careers that they love, who have things that they enjoy, who have things that are profitable for them. And um, and 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 maybe what I, we'll find out what your motivation is, but maybe have a hard time sitting around during the off hours and doing nothing. 
um, want to want to keep themselves busy, want to challenge themselves, want to create additional streams of income in case something does happen to go wrong uh, in, in their in their uh, in their other career. So I appreciate you 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 know I appreciate this conversation about pointing that out and the fact that you uh, actually enjoy what you're doing. So what is your motivation, Brian, for uh, uh, creating a, a an additional business, an additional stream of of income? And do you view this as an additional career? Do you view it as a side hustle? You did say that word. But tell us, explain to us a little bit about uh, what your motivation is. I mean, it's not like you don't already have enough enough stuff going on in your life, clearly. <laughs> yeah, so maybe I could take you back a little bit. Uh, so ultimately, um, you know, spent about 10, 15 years in corporate America and was rising through the uh, corporate ladder. And I had some, some small side hustles going on. I, you know, I would get up at four in the morning and I had – people in the Philippines that worked for me that were building niche sites and doing social media. Um, and uh, then I was a, a real estate wholesaler. I was sending out those yellow letters in handwritten format. And, uh, you know, it was, um, and I do Amazon FBA. I have buying stuff in China, shipping it to a warehouse and drop shipping, um, also drop shipping. And over the years, um, you know, after my, my son was born, my, my first, my oldest, uh, you know, I had left corporate America to start my own deal. And I was doing uh, coaching and training, helping other sales professionals to be better than where they're at. And, um, you know, my wife had, was a director of HR. You know, I had uh, jumped ship and I was building my own business. And after my son was born, we decided she was going to stay home. And so I decided to go back to corporate America um, about three years ago. And uh, um, ultimately, um, what I realized working on my own and I, I thrive being with people. I, I excel and I'm I, I do better when I'm, I'm a, you know, engaging with people. Uh, so it's it's been a little challenging the past nine months. But ultimately, um, you know, this does uh have some effect, right? Being on, on video and talking to people, but uh, yeah, ultimately, um, you know, I've I've always done things to try to generate income and and build up a side hustle, and um, you know, that's kind of got me to where I am now. And you know, I love what I do. I, I enjoy the people I work with. I enjoy the, my customers and and serving the people. Um, you know, but at the same time, I always have those multiple pillars of, uh, of income. Nice. So what eventually led you through all of your different choices and options and all the things that, you know, to legendary and, and, and into our world? Yeah. So over the course of the past year, I've been, um, I've been navigating away from cash intensive, time intensive, um, activities to working smarter you know i a lot of my um fba stuff i moved to more print on demand and drop shipping to where you know i'm buying the inventory once i get the sale and trying to scale there um but ultimately um i had done some affiliate marketing earlier in my career and, and it was um i just didn't really get anywhere mostly because i was fumbling through right and Listen, failure is part of this thing, and and you know I, one thing I got good at is being comfortable with being uncomfortable, 
because ultimately, um, you know, especially first time doing it, it's not going to be a home run. I, do I want to hit a home run? Absolutely. Do I think I'm going to hit a home run and have it in my mind? I'm going to hit a home run. Absolutely. Uh, but the realistic is, you know, you strike out several times at bat before you hit that home run, you know, and you get on a single and a double and, you know, and, and um, that's the reality. And, you know, staying motivated to continue trying and going back. And, you know, when I discovered legendary, um, you know, Ivan and I uh, had been in a mastermind together. So Ivan, a, a BPA with, with legendary, um, we were in a, a mastermind together. We had a, a few different masterminds that we worked throughout the years when, back when I was in Jersey and uh, you know, ultimately he turned me on to, legendary and uh i i gravitated towards it because of the authenticity and the clarity of of directions and the steps and you know and it's it's not just about um you know slamming a customer into buying something it's it's leading them adding value to their experience adding value to their life and and ultimately giving them more value than what they're paying for yeah um, well, we, we have, we have 105 people on, there'll be m multiple thousands who watch this by the end of the weekend. So we had a question that just come through. So it was a comment and I just happened to see it. Guy says, Kenneth, what do I need to do? I'm purely a beginner. So have, having had, um, so many different experiences yourself and now, um, beginning a new journey. Um, it's not that you're starting from the, the beginning. And I want to, I want to say that none of you guys are really starting from the beginning. You think you are, you, t you, your self-talk is horrible. Um, we need to talk to ourselves better and we need to give ourselves more credit. We need to stop calling ourselves newbies. We need to stop labeling ourselves with disempowering labels. That's the first thing I'm going to offer before I turn it over to Brian here. Um, but uh, I see this all the time. It's one of our biggest jobs here at Legendary is to help you to overcome the newbie syndrome, which which manifests in all kinds of different forms. It's it's but but the root of it is always self talk and it's always self esteem, um, and and so we we have to drop those labels and we have to pay ex extraordinary uh, attention to the way that we're talking to ourselves. Um, so that, that would be like step zero, but now moving into step one, Brian, what would you advise this gentleman and, and the other, you know, hundred on and thousands that will watch us by the end of the weekend? Um, how, if they were to say to you right now, what do I need to do? I'm purely a beginner. What would you say? I'd say two things, uh, realize that when you look at the mirror, it's either going to be the person who pushes you forward or stands in your way. And to your point of making sure that your self-talk is there. Um, the second point is stand on the shoulders of giants. Know that um, there are people that have done it before. Gravitate to those people, focus on their experience and learn from them. You know, um, you know, I, I would try to do things on my own for a long time. And until I started, um, you know, investing in myself and my career and, you know, improving every day, it may not be a lot, you know, but having the discipline to do an hour in the morning 
and start to chip away at it is is what's going to get you there you know it's it's progress not perfection it's every day taking steps forward because action is what sets us all apart we all have these ideas that we think we can do it we all want to write a book we all want to start a course we all want to do all these things but ultimately the differentiator between the people who succeed and not are the ones that take the action and and move forward regardless of what the outcome is it's crap in the beginning <laughs> it's garbage you know but ultimately it's if when you take action eventually it'll it'll mold into something i find it fascinating that people have a realistic expectation if they were to like play basketball or they were to play pool or something they know they're going to suck at the beginning but they don't you know they don't say well this game's a scam or you know i can never be successful at this yeah. you just play the game and you're in in sort of you you understand that you need to practice and then people get into entrepreneurship um and and i think it's i think it's i think it's something about the internet and i think it's something about the way that people have been indoctrinated, the marketing that's been used that sort of gets people this, it, it, it gives people this false hope that you can be successful overnight. We, we've all seen the Facebook ads, the programs, the gurus that are like, uh, make these huge claims and, and, yep. give, and give only the most successful testimonials, right? That that's that's what like the government means when they say deceptive marketing. When you only parade across the stage the most successful people and act like that's going to be everybody's experience. The reason why we and when I started uh, Legendary, we had I didn't go out and recruit any affiliates that I already knew. I didn't go and start the company with a huge existing list. Everything here is organic, meaning that every success story and every single person, whether they're just a customer who has come here to learn and is doing affiliate marketing in another niche or is, you know, regardless of what niche they've just came here to learn, maybe they've gone on to create courses or they're affiliates, meaning that they want to partner with our program and for our company and, and promote our products. Everything's organic here. And the reason why we do this show is to, is to not is is to is to bring real people having real conversations every single day so you can hear the truth not just the most successful people that 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 are uh, as a matter of fact the most successful people we've not even had on the show we've not even had on the show i could we could bring on the most successful people but i almost feel like in a sense that because of what i'm talking about does more damage than good because then people have this unrealistic expectation of what the beginning is supposed to look like. And, and just like if you're playing a sport, just like if you're playing pool, just like if you're going out and starting a new job, there's a, there's a, there's a beginning phase that is ugly and, and, and it's, and it's, you, you suck and you're, you, it's just, you're uncomfortable as we've titled this show. And even more so, that actually never goes away. It just morphs into like new scenarios. So, you know, like right now I'm working out of my garage. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is uncomfortable for me. You know what I mean? Like at any time my four-year-old can burst out of that door, throw, if I'm sitting here, which I am, I'm, I'm, I'm updating and adding new training and creating new training for our blueprints. We, we update those occasionally at, at no cost to clients, but 
Um, I'm, I'm focused. And she burst out and it throws my focus off. Or I, I need to go in there and attend to my family or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? There's new challenges that pop up that make us uncomfortable. And I just think that it's the, the most, the thing that would behoove us all is to, is to, is to, is to invite, is to expect challenges, it, it is actually to celebrate challenges, is actually to realize how we feel when we overcome a problem. That's actually the only time that we get joy. Think about it. It's when you fucking solve something, when you, when you win. And, and you don't win by just having a trophy handed to you. You win by battling on the field or battling in the ring. And, and that's, that's, I think, the part of this game of entrepreneurship that gets so overlooked and not talked about enough. And I think we just got to reframe that. And that's what my hope, that if you guys listen to this show for a year long straight, go through our training, just listen to us. And, and unsubscribe. Don't have to just listen to me, but we've got a powerful community. Listen to the people who are here, the thousands of people who are contributing and talking to this community. And you will actually have a different perspective on life after a year. But right now you have to realize that the, the way that you see entrepreneurship and business building, it's not the way that you see life. Because Brian, I think this is specific to the online marketing industry. There's too many bullshit hyped up messages that we've all seen that have given us a unrealistic expectation of what success in doing this is supposed to look like. And we got to crush that. What comes up for you as, as you hear me ranting on this? Yeah, I, I think of, uh, you know, the overnight success taking 10 years, you know, and it, it kind of thing where, you know, it, it every day that I put towards my business, I don't see the results right away. Um, but I have seen the results over time and I yeah. have learned. And and now, you know, as I, as I start to add other pillars and look at other business ventures, the knowledge that I gained of all the times that I tried and failed makes it a little bit faster. I now know more and I have a shorter path to succeed in other ventures. And, you know, like what, one thing that uh, you've given me and, and the structure is revigorated some of the, uh, you know, the niche sites and some of the blogs and things to do affiliate marketing and, and focus more. You know, when I when I did affiliate marketing 10 years ago, um, I was very focused on the end consumer. And as much as that's that's great and there's a large number of people out there. I'm a business to business guy. I've been in business to business sales my whole life. Why am I trying to sell to consumers? Cause I'm, you know, I'm, I'm focused on businesses. So, um, you know, it's really invigorated me, but, uh, you know, that knowledge of, of the failures and, and the experiences and the things that have gotten me to this point are helping me to succeed moving forward. And, and again, it goes back to that action. It's, I took action. Did I get the results at the time that I wanted? No, absolutely not. But I took the action and I got the experience. And and the other side of, that I've realized over the years is that mastermind groups, the knowledge of other people, the, the sounding boards of people who aren't going to crap on your idea, they're going to give you feedback and, and their own knowledge and experience and they've gone through it and help you advance faster. And, and those, those groups of people are vital to success because 
Um, otherwise, if you're your only sounding board, you know, and I stopped telling my wife about my business because I got sick of hearing. She didn't understand it. She wasn't in it. I, you know, I, I, and, and it's not that I'm keeping things from her. It's I'd rather tell her right. the result once it's there. You know what I'm saying? Or or just enjoy the marriage, right? Yeah. Instead of like like just enjoy the marriage. I, I did when I first started, and I don't want to interrupt your thought there, but no, I, I just I'm giving you a big hallelujah amen there because I used to bring every problem, I used to bring every exciting new idea to her. And my I didn't do this when we met. Like I didn't do marketing and stuff. She loved me as a Ford F-150 start my truck with a screwdriver construction working kid who had no idea what the hell he wanted to be when he grew up. And and then I got into this and it's evolved and she supported me the best that she can. She now works here within Legendary and um, and, and uh, is a great contributor and, and has a real estate business. And um, you know, she's got a master's degree in psychology. She decided not to open a practice, but she's got her own passions. That's my point. She's got her own passion. She's got her own interest and she's just happy seeing me happy. And I think too many of us try to, I know I did try to win over the support of our spouses when we already have it, but we're trying to fill a hole that they can't fill. And we want our spouses to be everything, our best friend, our lover, our biggest cheerleader, our business partner. We want them to think like us. Do And you know what? I had to realize that I needed different, <clears throat> I needed different, um, <clears throat> like a cogs in the wheel, right? My wife couldn't fulfill every need I had, you know, like she couldn't, I needed like to your point, the mastermind point, I need to have support groups. I need to have other people in my life that I can talk about my business with. I can run ideas by, I can get feedback. I need to have coaches. I need to have people who are, when I say coaches, I mean somebody who's not afraid to tell me the truth. That's a coach. Let's not get it twisted. A coach or a mentor, the, the one thing that separates good and, and, and just amateur coaches is they're not afraid to tell you the truth. They're not afraid to tell you directly, and they have a way in which they say things, that they mean what they say, they say what they mean, but they're not mean when they say it. Um, but my wife is not my mentor. She's not my coach. You know what I mean? She's not my she, – she's she, my wife has ended up being a business partner, but not in the way that you would think. She's not my side-by-side. You know, yeah. like Matt Hetzel, Julie, it, our, our operations, they're more business partners where my wife, even though she works in legendary with us, she's not in that role. And I think we all have to uh, give our spouses a break and figure out how we can support them more instead of, you know, asking them. It's sort of like that old saying, I think JFK said, ask not what you know, your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. And it's like, ask not what your family can do for you, but what you can do for your family. Like if you want to be this big, badass entrepreneur, then go and produce and support because my role as CEO of legendary is not to, for people to sit around in, 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 stroke my ego all day. It's actually for me to give them recognition. It's actually for me to support them. It's actually to create an environment that they feel safe in, that they feel supported in, that they feel motivated to work. And I see a lot of entrepreneurs, particularly males, I'm not going to pick on females, but I will pick on males. We come in to, you know, entrepreneurship and I hear, oh, my wife doesn't support me. Get 
get your bizalls out of your own purse and put them on the table and realize that if you want to be this big badass entrepreneur, you need to ask not what your family can do for you, but what you can do for your family and ask not what your customers can do for you or some guru can do for you, but what can you do to contribute to a community? What can you do to create your own community and then contribute to to it? You know, well, you're bringing up, you're, you're hitting the nail for me to start ranting. I, this is about you this morning, but you got me <laughs> ranting on some stuff. Oh, I love it. I love it. Hey, you know, and you hit the nail on the head of the customer too. It's, it's, uh, you know, I, I would bring my ideas to my wife and, you know, tell her about the different things I'm doing and, you know, and, and she wasn't in it, she didn't get it. And, you know, ultimately, like you said, having someone that's going to be honest with you and tell you, so she, she gave me brutal honesty and, but she, she didn't, yeah. And, but she also didn't know, um, hadn't gone through what I had gone through and see, she was in a different viewpoint. And so getting people who have experience and who know what the end result is and how to get there, um, is vital. Um, the other thing is, is when customers do or don't vote with their wallet. You know, if if you're if you're promoting a product and you're getting your offer in front of somebody or you're selling a tangible product and you're your people are seeing it, but they're not buying. Find out why, if you can, you know, whether that's changing your your ads and doing different, you know, test A, B um, or literally there's been things that I've sold where I picked up the phone and I talked to the first few buyers. It's understanding. Why did you buy? Why? You know, why, why did you stop and look at our, my product and buy it eventually? Or, you know, I, there's been ideas where I, I would call people that were in the target niche and I'd pick up the phone and I'd ask them a bunch of questions and understand what makes them tick. What mindset do they have? Because, you know, you hit what you said about leadership and what you do as a leader of, of building your people up. That's what leaders do. They're not, it's not about me. It's not about what I have to say or do. It's about what I do for you. And how do I build you up? How do I make sure you get a win? How do I have you have an aha moment? You know, it's, it's, uh, that's, that's the name of the game. If, if I'm successful in entrepreneurship, it's because I'm serving a customer, not serving myself. Yeah. And I mean, that's, I think, I think, you know, if you guys want to know everybody who's listening, the difference between for, for me anyways, back, I can remember, you know, various people that I were sort of in my junior class or freshman class, if you will, of, of marketers, when I came online, you know, I had, I had an, and I think some of this came from my time in the streets, quite frankly, when I was you know, struggling at, at my, at my, um, more juvenile years, you know, I, I was, I was, uh, you know, I, I kind of developed this survival mechanism and, and, um, and I wasn't always, you know, I, I developed this ability to be able to take care of myself, to be able to, to, you know, to get, to make sure that I was okay. And we all have this, they're called survival skills. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't so much need all this validation from everybody. I didn't so much need, I had this leadership quality that allowed me to uh, begin to build community and begin to um, be able to share the spotlight and put and lift other people up and make it about them. 
and you know you you can you can you can you can gauge yourself a lot of times i ask people to look at their language and pay attention to things that they say like you can tell what your relationship with money is i can tell somebody's relationship with money in five minutes by just bringing the subject up and hearing how they talk about money um subtle things you know how do they how do they how do they use words how do they i had a i had a friend and god bless her i love i love this this girl as a friend she's my wife's friend as well and she said my can my boyfriend you know detail your car and um because i had her go pick my car up uh and she brought it back and she said can my boyfriend detail your car um and and i was like sure i was like i, I don't see a problem with that they usually do it at the dealership but if it's not yeah uh and so anyway she goes in, in as far as money you can just look at the job that's done and look at the quality and discuss price after and i could just that told me every that tells me everything i need to know about her relationship with money and his relationship with money because in that statement she, they were afraid to put out the price they were afraid to ask for money it was a feeling of worthiness and an uncomfortability of of talking about money and of talking about an exchange of money or being paid money or or you know there was just that uncomfortability with money that she wanted to avoid the subject basically and um and you know uh the the um the the uh you know in terms of leadership and serving people and stuff like that which i think is important and i think you know is 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 sort of the difference maker you can also listen to you know you can listen to somebody uh when you're talking to them or you guys can listen to yourself and and pay attention if you always redirect the conversation back to you then you know that you're not ready for leadership yet yep. okay you're not ready for leadership if every conversation has to come back to be about you Yep. Meaning that you can never sit down with somebody and, and, and uh, make it all about them. Yep. And, and I, I see couples sometimes they're, they're literally having two different conversations. One is talking about one thing that relates to them. The other is talking about another thing that relates to them. And what I had to learn to do as a, as a husband before I lost my wife was, was to, was to, was to be present with her and be and so this is not a relationship talk but you can see how the layers of this have overlapped in the different areas of my life um you know i had to learn how to make it about her not about me i always made it about me right when we first got together and the same thing goes true for business and if you guys want to know if you're ready for leadership or not start paying attention to your conversations and 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 do you always make it about you does every situation that you encounter does it always come back to you talking about you right and if you do you ain't ready for leadership yet but you can easily fix that that's a fixable problem it's yep. not a permanent terminal illness you can <laughs> fix that by by practicing making it about others and not bringing up yourself and what your needs are and what your problems are and how what you're talking about relates to you but instead and this is what we teach our our sales people our customer service people everybody is to be present 
to, to acknowledge, to validate if somebody says something, wow, that must be hard, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. You're smiling, you're relating. What's coming up for you? Yeah, I, I think you hit it on the head. Um, you know, it's what what I've learned is that you have to, um, like you said, validate. You've got to do this in B2B sales, right? Absolutely. Because, I mean, if, if you're doing, if you're talking about you in sales, you're toast. You're yeah homeless every everybody has what's in it for them in their mind that's what everyone's tuned into right an old brian tracy staying and you know if you don't know who that is he's a b2b sales trainer that did the new psychology of selling but what he talks about is wiafm everyone's tuned into what's in it for me and realizing that people just want to be validated people want to be heard people want to be guided and and reinforced and that's you know, learning to listen empathetically and and mirror what people are saying and mirror your customer and ultimately hear them and give them what they want and need um, based on what they're saying or what they're not saying is right. is the key to success. And um, you know, there was uh, there were multiple times throughout my career where I had I had to spend the time to learn and listen to the other books and things that are going to help guide me. One thing that stuck out with me recently was Zig Ziglar. Um, I watched this show on, on Amazon prime where it was a review of his life and they talked to all these people he had impacted. And I had completely forgot about this event that I had gone to that literally changed my perspective of how I serve customers. And it was, if you give enough people what they want, you will get what you want. And, and that foundational principle guided me in my my sales career where I said, forget the commission, forget the income. I'm going to focus on giving the most I can to this person, regardless of what I'm getting paid or not. And ultimately, I be, went into the top 5%, top 2%. And it, the, the reason of that was because it wasn't about my commission. It wasn't about my pocket. That was the byproduct. That was the byproduct, and yeah. it, you know, and and I would say if if you're if you're getting started and you're struggling of where to start and what to do, half of it is what information do you put into your mind? You know, I can find an hour if I have to get up an hour earlier. I got to get up an hour earlier. If I got to go to go to bed an hour later, I got to go to bed an hour later. If I got to not watch TV or not not play a game or whatever it is that you do, you know, or when you're walking your dog or whatever. There's an hour that you can invest into your business every day. Period. There is it's somewhere, right? And if 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 you're doing something and you can listen to an audiobook, if you're doing something you can listen to, watch a YouTube video, there's so much information out there. Half of it's just honing in on what development pieces you need, surrounding yourself with like-minded people that are going to pull you up and and action. And to that point, you know, I don't have, I don't have it all figured out. So check this out. Two days ago, we come home with a new baby on the 1st of December. I think he was born on the 28th, right? So here we've got a four-year-old, we got a brand new baby and, and I'm good, Brian, for like the first like five days, I'm like yep. in the house, no work. You know what I mean? All of a sudden I'm chomping at the bit. Okay. I'm in this house. Okay. And I got another house that I go and work at usually. 
Like I don't, we had an office and then COVID we, the lease went up and we bought a house. So I, I leave. So I'm here, dude. And so what do I start doing? <laughs> Old Papa bears. Now I got the, I got the, I got the laptop and the little desk set up here out in the garage, but I bring it in the house and I think, yeah, I'll just set up the laptop here on the, on the bar and I'm right by my wife. She's going to be cool. But you know what? She's not fucking cool. She's like, Dave, you're working. You're working. And, you know, we're not supposed to be working. Or at least I need, I want, I want you to tell me, I want to plan the day ahead of time about when you're going to work. Cause, you know, that's that, that makes me feel respected and loved and supported. And that's very important between me and my wife. What makes you feel loved and supported? Okay. okay. Let me listen now. So, what did I have to do? I had to the day before because we're out of our ordinary structure and schedule right now, which is usually very tight and the same every week. We're disciplined in the because we have children, but also because of how we run our business. We 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 have the same hours, the same nanny, the same everything every week. It's very structured. We don't just work whenever we want, right? Yep. So I, so now what I have to do, and this is makes my wife feel loved and supported, and it helps me to find the time to be working because I need to work right now. I just have to, to work because it's how I funnel out anxiety. It's also yep. how I funnel creativity. Well, yep. guess what? My wife and I, guess what? Instead of hiding and trying to just sneak off and work, and then she gets, she's like, hey, what are we doing? I Guess what? She said, Dave, let's talk about it the night before. So we talk about it the night before. Hey, tomorrow, honey. I'm going to work from 10, 10 to two. Guess what? All my problems are solved. Now I get what I want because I gave her, I, I helped her and it's sort of to that Zig Ziglar, but I helped her to feel safe, supported. And, and she's the type that wants to know what's happening. She's a yep. planner. Yep. Okay. So I said, so now the solution, all my problems, and this was just a little hiccup that came up here recently with this new baby was, it's like, I'm going to be home for a month, right? How can I still work, right? Now, I said I wasn't going to work, but now I realized I need to work because I can't just, I can't just play Barbies all day long, you know what I mean, <laughs> with my four-year-old, you know, which yeah. that she wants to play Barbie. She wants to, now we go to the park, we climb trees, all that kind of stuff, but it is communication. It's about just be, it, that's sometimes how we can find that hour is to not try to especially if we have a family, my point to, to what you said was it's not, we don't find that hour off. We sometimes we don't even have to get up earlier. Sometimes it's just about communication with our spouses to just say, this is what my schedule, this is what my proposed schedule is. And I'm talking mostly to you men because we think that we are the king of everything and what we say goes. But listen, if, I promote equality in my household and I want my wife to feel like she's on the same page as me. So I say, I've learned, Hey, this is what I'm, I want to do tomorrow. This is my proposed schedule. What do you think? Right. And I just had to recently adjust that this month. I mean, normally we have a schedule, like I said, but my point is, is that sometimes finding that hour is just about clearly communicating. Yep. It's just about just planning. Yep. It's just about letting our spouses know. We always want to go and buy courses and join stuff and hide it from our spouse. But if we just said, this is what I want to do, what are your thoughts? Then a lot of times all the problems 
you know, go away. They get solved. Um, communication. I wanted to say one thing, Brian, and then we'll, we'll bring this baby in for a landing. Um, dude, the most badass opening line, this is a ninja, ninja, the most ninja opening line B2B. I just wanted to offer this to you is if you, a lot of you guys, particularly, and I want to relate this to the core four, which we teach selling information here. And the main reason why we teach selling information guys, just so everybody knows why I don't mess with e-com or anything like that is just because the thing that will create a magical business is profit margins. If you don't have enough profit margins, your business is going to be a glorified job and you're going to end up hating it. You're not going to get paid for what the work that you put in and it's going to take way too many sales to hit your sales goal. So you have to have adequate, if not sizable, if not generous profit margins. And that's, we call it higher ticket, but call it whatever you want, profit margins. And that's the reason why we sell information. Not only does it have no overhead or manufacturing or shipping, has overhead, right? But no manufacturing, shipping, any hard costs, et cetera. Um, But it's, it's, you know, there's many benefits. I'm not here to sell the business model. Hopefully you guys are already sold on the business model. But when you get into like consulting and coaching, right? And you want to start hitting up and doing like, for example, consulting B2B to other business owners. Maybe you take the marketing skills that you learn here and you open up a marketing agency and and you start reaching out to people because they are really good at bringing in customers. But in terms of continuing to monetize the customer list on the back end, maybe it's just sitting there. Maybe they just have an assets that's sitting there, an asset that's sitting there, and you go to them and you say, hey, you don't have to pay me anything up front, but I'm going to market to your back end list and you just pay me 40. You split 60, 40, anything that I generate on top of to- no upfront cost to you, no cost to you, anything that I generate. You keep 60, I keep 40. So this is a way to tap into people's existing work, existing assets right? Existing resources that you didn't do the work, but because you develop the skills, now you can approach these people. But the question is never about closing. It's always about opening. People think they have a problem closing. They don't. They have a problem opening. You can't open conversation. That's why you suck at sales. So people, um, when, 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 when we get hit up, people who have resources, it's always annoying at first because it's like this person probably um was like back in the day like dan Locke was training like a couple of years ago like all the high ticket closers and so all of a sudden there was like this mass of like mediocre people who were hitting up everybody up who had businesses being like can i close for you and it was like you could just tell they were not ready to do the job but so instead here's the magic opener is say somebody has a coaching business or a mastermind business, right? And they sell um, masterminds. The open is this, shoot them a message and say, do you have any spots in your mastermind open for this month or are you all full? Mm-hmm. Guaranteed every single time the person is going to say, yes, I have spots, right? Yep. yep. Duh. Your response is then, well, great. Would you like, would you like, 
<laughs> would you like to have coffee over Zoom yeah. and have a discussion about how I can help you to fill the mastermind up every month or fill the or sell double the courses every month or sell double the coaching spots, right? That's the magic opener. And the reason why that works is because instead of pitching yourself on the first message, which is always annoying and yep. always rubs people the wrong way, yep. instead you're reaching out, positioning the problem right up front in the form of a question. Yep. Right. Nine times out of ten, you're going to get the 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 predictable response, which is, you know, no, I happen to have. And if they're a good marker, they'll be like, well, I, I do happen to have three spots open or something like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and then, you you know, your response would be, well, hey, look, I'd, would you like to have coffee over Zoom and discuss how I can in more specific, you can be in a specific way, um, take your your resources that you are not using right now and turn those into filling those additional spots for you every month. And here's the only condition that I would have if I was going to do that for you would be that you wouldn't lift a single finger that I would actually do all the work, remove the risk, <laughs> remove all the risk. It's, it's all upside. Yeah. You know, and half the battle in the beginning is just getting the conversation, especially nowadays. So that, you know, when I, when I break it down, it's like, you're not selling your products. You're selling an appointment or time slot, time to talk. You know, it's, uh, I love it. Well, my love brother, um, I, I appreciate the conversation. Thank you so much for coming on. And um, I hope that you'll, you'll be willing to continue to come back and keep us Absolutely. updated on your journey and your experience. And, and um, you know, give my best to your family, the, the little ones. Um, Congrats uh, you know. to you as well. I don't, well. I don't know if you remember, Dave, but when uh, when I invested in in Legendary, uh, you sent that thank you video, and I sent one back. Yes, uh, I do remember. Well, I, yeah. I when I saw your face today, I was like, hey, I recognize this guy. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I sent you a video back and just said, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hit your leaderboard, and part of uh, Part of what um, I'll tell, I'll leave with one tip sure. for, for everybody. Um, there's a company called Best Self and the Self Journal. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I'm not an affiliate. I don't get paid for any of this. Uh, but they take planning and they put it into 13 weeks, one quarter. And instead of having an annual planner, they break it down and it talks about how to structure your goals, what the outcome is, motivations, progress, milestones, and it helps you structure it. But one thing that I've done with my my planner with the self journal from Best Self is um, I block out my time and I go into every single day knowing when I'm going to dedicate to my business because I, I work full time. I have a full time job and I'm slotted with meetings from beginning to end. So if I'm going to succeed, it's I'm not taking lunch. I'm getting up earlier. I'm putting an hour in at the end of the day, but I got to find that slot for my business to keep chipping away at it every day. Um, so if, if you're looking for a good resource to hone your goals in and put some structure to it, uh, can't say enough positive things about the, the self journal.
Awesome, my man. Well, thanks for that. And um, thanks for coming on, dude. Yeah, and, my pleasure. You know, Congratulations again. Thanks, man. Thanks. Um, keep us keep us posted. We'll reach out with another invitation for another update uh, in the near future. And um, again, my best to your family. And thanks for your time, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, man. See you. Thanks. All right, my friends. Uh, there you have it. Uh, another another one in the books. Wake up, legendary. We do this every day, um, uh, at least five days a week. Uh, I see a lot of action that's going on, a lot of a lot of connecting going on. And one of the best things that you guys can get from this community is, of course, each other. N never, never, never underestimate the power, as as Brian was talking about, of a mastermind of an of a of a you know of the supportive people who you meet through this process, uh, who can give you that connection um, and conversation and accountability and so forth that um, you, you, me, most of us can't get in our normal lives, right? Um, go through the 15 day challenge if you haven't yet uh, and get into our blueprints if you can as well. Um, those, that program is, is, is our flagship program. It's awesome. Uh, and it's, it only gets better when we add to it, uh, and update that training, uh, which, which happens at no cost. If you already own the program, um, we've got an upcoming virtual mastermind that's happening in January as well. We've been sending out some emails about that. If you register for that, um, and you're not a member of the mastermind, you're, you're not going to get on that thing. So just FYI about that. But if you're interested in that mastermind, um, or you're signed up to the mastermind, then we've got a virtual mastermind that's happening in, in January. Uh, and I'm looking forward to that. We're going to have some, it's going to be a powerful, powerful day. Um, with that being said, guys, get your butts to work. Um, have a great day, have a great weekend, and we will send, uh, or, uh, talk to you guys back here uh, on Monday for Wake Up Legendary. Be legendary.